You're listening to the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz on 90.3. 90.3. 90.3. 90.3 WMSC. WMSC. WMSC Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Welcome to the Morning Buzz on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair where every weekday at 8 a.m. we bring you all the things from a rotating cast of DJs, hosts, and reporters. I am your favorite low-calorie sweetener, Tara, live from your mama's house, and I am joined today by... Matt Bruchet. How you guys doing? Awesome. How are, how are you today? Oh, I'm I'm swell. You know, it's it's. It, I think it's gonna be a different show for me. Usually, it's just two minutes and I'm gone, or or something just in the background. But here, here I'm all here all day. I'm excited. I'm excited. We talked about uh, we talked a little bit last night. But what do we have on deck for today? So today we're gonna be talking about the vaccine, uh, the latest with Arkansas and their lawmakers uh, about Yahoo Answers no longer having the answer, and a wedding gone wrong. And then you're uh, right. I'm so first, excited for that story. But first, let's jump into a newscast by our lovely Anadaji Cruz Rosario. Anadaji, what's going on? Hi, good morning. My name is Anadaji here at 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, and here is your newscast. A year into the pandemic, there are no vaccines available for Haiti's 11 million people. The AP says the Caribbean country will only receive 756,000 doses from a United Nations program. President Joe Biden said he's bumping up his deadline in regards to vaccine eligibility for all adults by April 19th. With the date rapidly approaching, AP reports that Biden strongly suggests to continue washing hands, socially distance, and wear masks as new variants of the virus are rapidly spreading. A New Jersey family was rescued after getting stranded on a freezing mountain in Maine on Saturday after temperatures dropped and they couldn't find their way down. Currently in the Montclair area, it is a high 50 degrees. We are expecting a high 70 degrees with partly cloudy skies and a low 44 degrees later tonight. This has been your newscast with Dodgy here at 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. Thank you so much, Daji. Um, this next sports cast, I was really considering having Matt introduce himself because <laughs> he usually does the sports cast, um, but now he's co-hosting with me, which is awesome. So live with sports, Matt, if you would. All right. So in Montclair State Sports, the softball team won both of their doubleheader yesterday against Rutgers Newark with final scores of 3-1 to one and 7-5. to five. The women's lacrosse team won 14 to five against Kane University. And a little preview for the next few days on what to expect in the Red Hawks sports world. The baseball teams will be taking on TCNJ tomorrow and Friday. And women's lacrosse will look to continue their win streak on Friday against Rutgers Camden. In the NFL, a lot of trades are being made while each team looks to improve in the offseason, including the Jets, who traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers. The Jets, with the number two pick in the draft, will almost definitely be filling that hole in their roster. The Green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, is for sure enjoying his offseason as this week and all next week, he is the host of the game show Jeopardy. In the MOB, yesterday the Yankees beat the Orioles 7-2 as Garrett Cole looked dominant, throwing 13 strikeouts in seven innings. 
The Mets also got a win yesterday, their first one of the season, against the Phillies 8-4. to A good sign for the Mets as their bullpen was able to hold the Phillies and give Marcus Stroman his first win against them. Today, the Mets will play their final game of the series against the Phillies, and the Yankees will play their final game of the series against the Orioles. In the NBA, today the Nets will be hosting the New Orleans Pelicans, as it looks like Kevin Durant will make his return after being out for almost two months. On the downside, James Harden will be out for about 10 days due to a hamstring injury. The Knicks will be traveling to Boston to face the Celtics later today. And today, in sports history, in 1943, throwing it all the way back, the NFL made helmets mandatory, and the season was changed into a 10-game schedule. Let's send it back to you, Tara. Thank you so much. That was interesting. I liked it in this day in sports history. It's a little, like, tidbit of... Yeah, I was. I like when that. I like, first started doing sports cast, I just had like just like what was going on in the sports world, and I was like, you know what? Like, I want to like like add something to to do each time. And I was like, on this day in sports history is perfect. I like I like that a lot. It's cool. It's because like I, I feel like that's fun. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I made a mistake at the top of the show. See, I didn't introduce us properly, but maybe I should do that now. What I meant when I introduced the show was, this is the Morning Buzz live from, let me get close to the microphone so you understand what I'm talking about, best college station in the nation, Montclair State University. See, I wanted to make sure I got that in there. I forgot. I'm sorry. It was negligent on my behalf, but I wanted to make sure that we all understood all, all the listening audience at home. Now that you're on the same page, we can continue. I had done my due diligence as a reporter. Best college station in the nation. How about that? <laughs> I saw that video we put out on the on the YouTubes, which was it was cool. It was a bunch of like and it was like a compilation of us from over the pandemic. And I'm in it really pressed about something, but I have no idea which show it was from. So I was just very passionate about a topic and I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> Cause you know, that's like, it's like beat. They use like the shows as B roll while yeah. like somebody's narrating over it. Yeah. So I'm just there like really into the conversation about something and I have no idea what it was, but what do we have for our first story? So our first story is going to be about Rutgers and how they are requiring a COVID-19 vaccine to resume in-person learning. And will other NJ colleges follow suit? So according to New Jersey News 12, colleges across New Jersey want students back on campus by the fall, but will students be required to have the COVID-19 vaccine? That is the question. So Rutgers University is so far the only university to issue the requirement for students who want to learn inside a classroom or live in a dormitory. Some students at other colleges in New Jersey say that they would feel even more comfortable if their school required the vaccine as well. One Princeton University student said, uh, I think they're able to mandate all types of vaccines. This shouldn't be any different. Tara, what are your thoughts? Uh, so far, I mean, that seems logical, right? Like, I because it's the pandemic, I feel like people get, like, very, very hyper-focused. But, like, vaccine, vaccine mandates have been a thing for, like, all different type of diseases that we don't even think about, like polio and whatever. Like, yeah. this is not, like, new. Um, another student... Uh, Laura Fang said, honestly, I think it would feel safer if we had the mandate. She's from Princeton. 
Um, I can see Princeton giving an order like that. Uh, the story's from News 12. These students are still learning remotely, but a large population of students could return to campus in February. February of next year, if yeah. they all agree to be texted twice a week. It's very simple. We use a non-invasive test. All you do is spit in the tube. Oh, so they don't do the one that goes like to the back of the brain area. The brain. Yeah. I got I've one. never got taken one that one. I got one of those on yesterday. And she was like, all right, we're just, we're just going to go uh, around the top of the nostril just for, for about a second. It was just like, bang, straight into my brain. I was like, <laughs> was she quick about it, like, it at least? It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I was like, I was like half asleep. And I was like, yeah. Whoa. I'm awake now. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like using that as like a like a coffee for like a stimulant just for the rest of the day. I'm like, I'm awake. I'm awake. Yeah. And then you get, <laughs> and then like you get that weird like itch feeling. You're like, and then you like the the ten second like like pre sneeze that you get. Everybody yeah. Because like, like, your nose is still trying to like work out what's <laughs> happening and like what is what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like this is they don't even they're talking about the one where you spit in a tube and it takes two or three minutes. Uh, Princeton is planning to have all students staff back on campus in fall. Uh, when it comes to the prospect of a mandatory vaccine, a spokesperson from Princeton says we have not determined whether a COVID vaccine will be mandatory for students next fall. We'll make a decision in the coming months about that and other health protocols for fall 2021 with a focus on health and safety of the university community and guided by government requirements, public health practices, and the state of the pandemic. You know, we actually got a shout out in this article. We did. The, the, the next line, it says, other colleges like Montclair State and Rowan University also want students resuming in-person learning. However, neither has mentioned whether a vaccine is necessary. So right. Montclair hasn't spoken up about it yet. Right. I mean, that to me was like the biggest thing about this article was that I kind of wanted to talk about our, you know, what that means for us as Montclair students. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I pulled up some stuff. This is from Montclair's own website. Uh, as of the first, which is the last um, round of statistics that we have for Montclair, others, uh, these are the amount of cases are 35 students and four employees, um, that are, that I believe this is the new cases that we're talking about, uh, as of April 1st, there are 72 currently in isolation and recovering and 132 recovered and cleared to return to campus. So I just, every time like this, this conversation comes up, my only question is like, why not? Yeah. Like, what is, what is like, what is the, what are you, what is there to lose by being tighter about safety like this? You so know, for me, I don't feel like this personally, but I have friends that are saying about the vaccine that they don't want to get it because like in the future, they don't want their like kids to have a third leg. Like that's, that's like what their some point of views are. It's, it's kind of like weird that they think that in the future, there are going to be some messed up side effects because this vaccine was rolled out in a very short time. Right. I mean, I could see 
like a little bit of trepidation about it because like you said like it was you know this, this it was tussled out but mm-hmm. it that doesn't make any sense it's not yeah. you know that's no, not yeah. how vaccines work it. yeah i don't get it <laughs> uh this is the type of thing that keeps happening though is like every time this conversation comes up it's the same thing and it's the same people saying stuff like that and it's just like i don't know how to break this to you but montclair like i'm looking at the montclair's new cases chart goes back to uh february and the only time that the new cases number was higher was on march 18th this most recent one is the highest new cases number it's been yet so like i feel like saying oh it's just working and oh we could just avoid it is not really a sustainable thing you know Mm -hmm. um but our wonderful morning buzz producer amanda marino would like to jump in so you could do that at any time hello hello Hello. everyone how are Um, you my two cents on this whole thing i mean now speaking from someone that actually like i got the vaccine cool whatever my thoughts to everybody else that's like thinking about getting the vaccine or like concerned about it first of all colleges can do whatever they want you're paying the money they're like you know what i mean like they could kind of yeah. say if, it's like the same thing with people with arguments about like businesses and stuff requiring uh masks and requiring anything else when you enter a store a business Thank can come, you. a business can come up to you and say you're allowed to only wear a pink shirt in my store and that's it and that like and they could demand that from you they don't do that because that would be stupid but it's just the idea of they're a privately owned business or whatever the case may be and the idea with colleges is if you don't like it you can go somewhere else like yeah. you're just like there's nothing about it they're trying to keep this people safe and also prevent a lawsuit and right. the other idea with the whole case thing specifically um with the whole like getting a vaccine thing how many of you all remember when you first came into college and you had to get fill out a bunch of medical forms because you had to get a bunch of other vaccines to yeah. come into the university that's what it's i was trying nothing. to articulate before like it's just, <laughs> this is not like we don't have vaccine requirements like for like polio or like yeah. measles or something I've, like uh, it's i've never gotten the flu vaccine like in my life i don't, I don't really know why I, I just like i've never gotten around to it and then coming into montclair they're like you need to get the flu vaccine i was like all right oh look i'll go down <laughs> to cbs done like it's 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 exactly that and like the thing is like i like the most popular thing is like that i seem to to hear and this is completely anecdotal but the the most popular thing that i hear is like well the government can't tell us not to get you know that we can't you know we have to get the vaccine and stuff and i'm and i'm like yeah but one of those interesting side effects of everything being privately owned is that everything is a business that includes airlines schools restaurants Mm -hmm. those are not like federally run those are businesses if they want to make it their policy to say no you need the vaccine to walk into yeah if you need the one if you if you want to get into this place you need to show us your vac your vaccination like they call it a vaccination passport is what they're calling it now like you could do that you can absolutely do that 
I think yeah. the funny thing with all of that too is we were talking about this on the Tuesday edition of the Morning Buzz yesterday. I we were mentioning the whole idea of like you know are people going to get it because we obviously uh, vaccine eligibility is opening up a lot quicker now for us people in New Jersey and for the country, and we were making the observation that like to be honest. I think, you know, you're seeing a lot of people currently saying they're not going to get it. But I think by like May, June, July, you're going to see a lot of those people that said that they weren't going to get it, going to get it. Because here's the idea. They're going to realize they can't go on a cruise ship. They can't go on a plane. Yeah. They can't do these things when places start mandating it. I saw, I don't remember what uh, what cruise line it was, but a cruise line just released uh, a, like kind of like their CDC guidelines and such and said, Everybody that's working on the ship and also coming on the ship are going to have to get the vaccinated which and they're going to have to show proof because, so I mean, let's be real here. And I think we just, uh, Tara, I think I remember this discussion last semester with Philippe and you talking about the idea of that they're not sanitary places to begin with cruise ships. No, that, I'm not a big of... fan of cruise ships. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, it's, it's very that. And it's very like, I don't, it just. The thing is what it is for me, right? Number one, every every time this conversation comes up and somebody's like, no, I don't want to get the vaccine. All I could, the next thing, I, the only thing I could say next is why? And as soon as you say that, I feel like we go into some weird territory, right? Like we go to some pseudoscientific, like, not based in reality territory. That's my experience. If you've had different experiences at home, let us know. We're on the Facebook Live. Hello, Facebook Live. Let us know on social media, whatever. If you've had different experiences where people have been able to come at you or you yourself have been able to come at people. Give a logical with, reason why they don't want it. <laughs> right, or like the data to say that, you know, 500,000 people are dead in this country because of this virus, but I don't want to get immunized against it because... If you have if you have something you could back that up with, then maybe I'll listen. But thus far in the conversations I've had with people and more accurate, the conversations I've seen, because I try not to engage too much with people about this stuff because it's bad for my blood pressure. But it's like the, I haven't seen people come in and be like, here's a solid reason. Usually it comes back to, you know, some lie that was told in 2020. Like that just keeps per getting perpetuated. Like yeah, like the like the rumor that uh like your fertility rates were, like would be yeah. lower because of it. Like that's. I was gonna say that my a coworker I I know a coworker of mine does isn't refusing to get that like uh at my job and I that's not like she's not the only one. I've been hearing it from a lot of other people, um yeah. that have said that and I'm just I'm surprised because I'm like I'm working in a grocery store like you're face to face with these people on a normal basis like you should just be like it it was shocking to me that a lot of people in my store didn't want to get it but uh yeah dodgy go ahead i was gonna ask you like what are your thoughts so unfortunately i'm the one that's like i don't want to take it yet but i'm not saying i won't take it like completely I'm just saying at the moment, because somebody in my family passed away from taking it, but they had a lot of underlying medical issues. So it's like I've seen the way um, some people like in my family, because of their medical issues, what happens because um, they take the vaccine and stuff. So on top of that, we don't really know for sure how many, um, you know, like, 
you got the vaccine, but we don't know the effects of it and the long run. So I'm just like waiting it out until I'm forced to do it because I don't go anywhere except for like school once a week or something. But <clears throat> that's my views on it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm sorry to hear that I don't want to proceed with the conversation belittling that in any way. Like, I'm sorry to hear that about your family member. And yeah, your body goes through some stuff after getting the shot. Like, that's 100% true. Like, I, like, it's a responsive, like, it's a responsibility thing at this point on a large scale. And the second thing I was going to say, uh, I don't think Montclair's shown very strong leadership on COVID-19 at all. I, I at was going to, I was going to say, like, I know this, this conversation drifted a little bit, but like, vaccine aside the 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 main thing was talking about montclair and how we think everything's gone and i think we have very four unique different experiences with campus life i mean i know i'm here once or twice a week i think daji you said you're here the same matt you live on campus correct yeah and (laughs) here i know you're home so i think there, like there's definitely four different experiences of like you know the people that are casually on campus occasionally never on campus and are always on campus and i think just seeing that leadership and that different like i don't know like i feel like it's it's a weird thing right now i I mean i definitely walked to campus today to be here with all of you and it was completely dead on this campus and there was nobody here but that's also right. like eight o'clock in the morning. So I don't know. <laughs> true. Oh, I remember like before this we would come in in the morning to do the buzz. People in the dance department would look at me like I had like seven heads. I would walk in like holding my cup of tea, like walking through the dance building to get to the radio. And they're like looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, go back to doing whatever it is you were doing. <laughs> Leave me alone. Plie. Plie, uh, go, go somewhere with that, please. But <laughs> it's... It's like, I don't think Montclair State has shown very strong leadership in this whole thing. I don't think that from the beginning when we were starting to kind of lay down what had to be done from home and what had to be, you know, what the requirements for every department and every professor were, I don't think they're very strong. I think that, you know, registration at Montclair is garbage to begin with, but registration this during the pandemic has been like unnecessarily scary for me especially because like if i couldn't there were situations where i couldn't find the classes that i needed and if i couldn't find them i'm not coming back i'm not i have a house full of immunocompromised people it's not an option at that point like period the end and the fact that like like now montclair is like kind of dragging their feet on a vaccine mandate like to me that's not strong leadership and that's not caring leadership to me but that's where i'm at one thing that makes me curious is like, so they're making like all residents get tested like twice a week. Like that's really good. I think that's smart because you can definitely find out the exact amount of people that do have it and don't have it. But the one thing is like, there's a lot of commuters that are just coming onto campus. All the teachers are just coming onto campus. So yeah, you might have the bubble of the residents only have a few people test positive, but what about all the people that are coming from home and are going out and don't care? I was going to say the same thing with that. That made no sense to me. The only reason like, I get should, tested should, is because I'm a... Get tested or not come to campus? <laughs> yeah, the only reason I get tested is because I'm a theater major and there is a lot of classes for theater majors that are in person. But I know for theater and I think nursing too, those are the two big majors that like people are getting tested um, that are commuters still. Um, but that makes no sense to me too because I mean, 
Daji, feel free to speak, but like you're coming on campus, right? And you're, are you getting tested at all? No, the last time I got tested, I forgot for what it was, but that was like a month ago. Um, and I did it at the school, but it, it is weird that they're not even like enforcing that for commuters to, you but know, get tested. They do have the hawk check. Thank you for bringing yeah, that up and how goofy tech. that is. That's so COVID. goofy. You COVID, you can't exist. We have the hawk well, check. Tara, Rocky's going to whoop your behind. Tara, the funny thing is, do you know you as a person that is sitting at home and never coming to school still has to fill out the hawk check? That's technically what it says. You you're playing with. I'm not playing with you. Technically, I'm only here twice. I I told my friends that they're like, no, you have to fill it out every day, even if you're like, um, not living on campus or anything like that, or you're never coming to campus, anything like that. That kills me. And I saw it in an email. They're like, I saw it one time, like when they were reminding us about Hawk Check. They're like, reminder, even if you're not on campus, like check in with Hawk Check every day. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Like, (laughs) like no, like it's so goofy. It's so goofy, and like. The, the like people we've seen people have been caught lying about getting the shot you think you can trust people to just <laughs> handle themselves handle themselves like this like people no i'm not even like i wish i was joking i wish i was like being you know pessimistic and you know con you know for the sake of being funny but like we've seen people try to lie about getting the vaccine you really think you could just leave it to the whole student body to you know check in and just have everybody be responsible people are not responsible they're not i'm sorry next 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 oh we're good to go right like people are not responsible they're not i'm sorry like even if you have a slight like though you have like i don't know like a slight headache or something and it's just something allergies and they're like oh yeah stay home if you have a headache it's like well that doesn't make sense. And I okay. Know, and Tell I, my teacher not to mark me absent. Then well, you want to deal with that? Saying that's what you know what, and I'm you know I will say out of experience from I I transferred to um, Montclair um, my junior year. My friends at my old college have been posting that they're in person like most of the time, like a good. I want to say 75, 80% of their classes are in person. And it, this is in Pennsylvania. So they literally said that their teachers will like mark them absent if they choose the virtual option instead of like coming into class. Like w- even if like, so like, let's just say it's not COVID, but like they're just not feeling well or whatever the case may be, which it could be COVID or they just feel or like nervous to come to per- in-person classes. They literally will mark them absent if they choose the virtual option. Cause they said the virtual option is reserved specifically for people who test co- positive for COVID. Hang on. You ready for this? I got, <laughs> I want to, you ready? This is from uh, another sources from news 12. Let, let me drop this on you then. Uh, Governor Murphy says New Jersey schools should be all in person by fall. No option for remote learning. To be fair, this is more referring to grade schools and high schools and not colleges. Because colleges are their own, you know, self-contained units, I think. That's the way it's worded anyway, but we'll get into the story regardless. Uh, Governor Phil Murphy says there should be no option for remote learning and all students should be back in person when the new school year starts in September. I uh, said, unless there's a big resurgence of COVID, God forbid, the state school districts should move ahead with Monday through Friday in-person classes. In total, 90 districts remain all remote. Last week it was 98, exactly 534 using a hybrid method. The number remained the same. 
One more district move to an in-person learning, bringing a total to 143, uh, excuse me, and 44 using combination of the method. Okay, see, this the phrasing of this is very weird to me. Can I just give a hot take on this this discussion point? To be honest, like I haven't really had a problem with like Governor Murphy this whole time during the pandemic. I think he's done like what he has can do as a governor right. and during the middle of a pandemic where most people are like most governors are just trying their best. Um, Agreed. Uh, in my fair opinion, though, it is election year. And a lot of people have been annoyed that kids aren't back in school. So I feel like this is just kind of like a political move. To just try to say that get kids back in school. Yeah. Do I think it's going to really fall through and go like this? No, probably not. Because September is also a lot of quite a few months away still. Uh, so I think anything's possible. And I think a lot of districts are going to maybe change based off that. Or as it gets closer and we're not fully there yet, especially with kids not being able to get vaccinated, most kids. Uh, I think that will change. But that's just my hot take. On right. <laughs> my thing, my thing, my whole thing with this is like. I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, 100% endorsing any politician. So I'll say for most of the time I've been on board with some of the decisions Phil Murphy has made, some of them I have not been on board with. But for the most part, I've been on, I've been on board with the decisions he made. And then he says stuff like this, and it really confuses me. The phrasing of this is so bizarre to me. That there should be no option for remote learning. What does that mean? One of the things that the pandemic has shown us is that we can do more remote learning and that we can accommodate more people who can, to you know, learn from home and and stuff. Like what 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 do you mean? There's no option. You you don't want there to be an option. What does that mean? You know? Yeah, I'm thinking like so. He wants it for this fall. So like like four months, four months in, in the future, four or five months in the future. I'm pretty sure COVID's still going to be a thing in four to five months, you know? Even if it's not on the scale it is now, it is absolutely yeah. going to be a thing. There are going to be people, even in K through 12, like little kids that, and their parents think that they don't want their kids to go to school because they don't want to take that risk because it's still a global pandemic and it's still super dangerous so if you're going to take away that option and make these parents uncomfortable, like, how can you do that? Like, even when online has been so successful these past few months, like that's something that's like been kind of like a bright spot throughout this pandemic is that we've seen kids and adults be able to, to do things from home. That has been, a, uh -huh. I, I've enjoyed it at least. It's been a lesson for, we've learned from the pandemic is that we could do more stuff like that. Like, yeah. And we should do more stuff like that. It just, this is like, this feels, this is like weird. I mean, Amanda, I, th I think you, you might be on to, on to the reasoning behind this, but like, this is it's a little sus. I mean, it's just, it's just the idea that it seems like, I mean, if you follow any, like, if you go on Facebook or stuff and you see like comments on the posts he makes, he's not really liked by a lot of people currently. And I think it's the move. Like, again, I agree with you, Tara. I, most things I've agreed with, I think everything has been good. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy most of what he said, but like some things like this confuses me. Um, and I think it's more of the political, like I need to win people back to try to vote. 
um, for the fall. And that's never... And I will say, Matt, with the whole remote thing, I kind of disagree. I cannot wait to get out of this remote setting. I I think there's some opportunities with it, like, you know, like enhance if people really can't handle uh, maybe more of maybe what's the best way to say it? Like maybe not as much homeschooling, like if a a mom or a dad deciding like, hey, like I'm going to actually just teach my kids and maybe they could actually have an opportunity to go virtual just with their classmates of a normal like school. But like for me, I feel like I wasted a year virtually to be completely honest. Like if I wasn't about to graduate this whole year, I probably would have taken a gap year or something. If I was like a freshman or something, I'm saying if, if I was, but I'm graduating this year, I'm not going to waste the time. I'm just going to go with it. I know my you best mind if friend. if I text something onto this afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my best friend actually, he was the same uh, year as me and he goes to NYU, but he didn't want to pay the tuition and stuff for being online. And it, I didn't, I completely get that. And he took a gap year and I applaud him for that. I just feel different about it. I guess I, I mean, I'm cool with certain things being online, but I feel like a lot of the teachers here, if we want to bring it back to the Montclair thing, haven't really taken the initiative to learn the technology and really take advantage of the opportunity. 100% agree. Uh, again, not, it's not every teacher. It's not everybody. And I know you could turn it back and say, well, students aren't participating. They don't have their videos on whatever, whatever. But I feel like I'm losing time in class when teachers are like, I don't know how to work technology. And that that's losing. And not bumping the back the exam date. Yeah. Or whatever the case may be. Or like, I feel like they're taking advantage of this opportunity that we have and they should be using it to their best of their ability and stuff. So personally, I can't wait to get out of this virtual thing, but Tara, feel free to. Right. I mean, I also wait. think. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> no, that's good. I just, I didn't know who said something. I was like, <laughs> you know, what's up, Dodgy? You know, I was going to say, I have um strong opinions about this because in one of my classes, um, A lot of the students, this professor isn't really tech savvy. A lot of professors are not tech savvy. That's understandable. Um, So the point is that the, apparently a lot of students are complaining because the professors go and, wait, give me one second. Tara, interrupt me. I'm sorry. Uh, This is me interrupting Daji. I, I mean, for as far as the Montclair stuff goes, all I will say is I think a lot of this is indicative of weak leadership and indecisiveness, and I am glad that is about to change. However, my thing, my whole thing is this, right? And this, this is something I think a lot of people aren't really, like, you know, talking about right now, and that irritates me quite a bit. Other than the fact that a lot of professors at Montclair and other places aren't willing to do the work and hold themselves to the same standard as their their students, that's a different discussion. Well, it's part of this discussion. But here's my thing, right? There are 700,000 million billion reasons why someone would either need to or benefit from taking virtual classes that have nothing to do with the coronavirus. What the coronavirus in this instance has shown us, and you know, I'm not you know, I'm not trying to like put a putting filter on it, but what it's shown us in this instance is that we can accommodate those people. We can. We have the infrastructure, we have the technology to 
be be able to you know accommodate people why would you ever want to roll that back and say that that's not not just saying that you know okay we're gonna do it less but saying hard no this is not an option like i don't that's the phrasing of this that bothers me but anyway that's my take round of takes and then we're going to break yeah my final thoughts is just that uh i'm all for in-person learning like i'm i can't wait to get back into the fall and be all in person but i just think that there should be at least an option for the people that do think that they would be better off online dodgy um what i was gonna say earlier was that a lot of what is it students they feel that it's the teachers need like to tell them when things are due. And I feel like with COVID and all and technology being like so awesome now, a lot of students just expect, you know, everything to be said on um, Canvas, let's say like, oh, this is due on this day, this, you get me. I feel like that's wrong. I feel like- I'm gonna stay out of this one. I'm going to stay out of that one because I have a bunch of learning disabilities that that actually plays into. So I'm, that's a different one for me. So I'm going to set that aside. So continue. That's understandable. But some students take advantage of that. And I feel like it, it's the same thing with like staying home. Um, Some students need to stay home. But a lot of students, they don't care about the fact that some people have a disability and they'll just take advantage of it. I find that very messed up. It's like what we were saying earlier about the hawk check. It's like a lot of people don't respect the mm-hmm. fact that a lot of people go through other things. You get me? Mm-hmm. So I do. I don't know. Those were my thoughts. <laughs> so what I'm going to, Matt, we got anything else to say before we go to break? Uh, no, I'm, I'm all good. All right. So I'm going to go outside and I'm going to shove a cork in the leaf blower that's going at eight, at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more stuff on the Morning Buzz 90.3 WMSC. Stay tuned. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. 
Team Rocky is our mascot group on campus, made up of a bunch of different student leaders, both Rocky and Handlers. And our main goal is to spread Red Hook pride, positive vibes, and just make people smile on campus, off campus, and through our social media presence. You can follow along with Rocky on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, you name it. You can also follow Rocky on YouTube at Red Hawk Life to follow along with some really fun videos, including but not limited to Rocky on the street. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, where music stays cool. Cooler than a dog on a skateboard. Okay, I take that back, but we're still pretty cool. Let me tell you something. Whoever made that Rocky thing... You, we need to talk because it's 8.40 in the morning and that air horn thing legitimately startled me. You see that? Like you say, yeah. you know, follow Rocky. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh my God. That reminded me of uh, the COVID swap that I got the other day. Just like, Oh yeah, just like, hey, how are you doing? Morning. morning. Anyway, this is the Morning Buzz at 90.3 WMSC. I am Tara. I am joined by my co-host. Matt Bruchet. And real quick, I want to get into a story that I've been, uh, if you follow me on socials, you know I haven't shut up about for a very long time, but I think it's worth not shutting up about. Um, You may or may not be aware that going into 2021, some of the most hardline anti-transgender laws that this country has ever seen on the state level have been proposed in a lot of different places, um, South Dakota, Alabama, um and arkansas being some of the most visible examples in arkansas the biggest one was house bill 1570 and myself and a lot of other people in a movement led by two amazing trans people raquel willis and chase strangio uh have been doing is spending a lot of time petitioning politicians and spreading awareness about this through you know up leading up to trans day visibility which was a couple of days ago um which was good because it's the one day of the year you can see me and then I disappear and go back to being a floating ethereal voice. But this, you know, this was stuff that we were, we were talking about a lot. And the thing was that we petitioned the governor of Arkansas, governor Hutchinson, and he actually vetoed house bill 1570, which would, um, ban in individuals uh from going through gender reassignment surgery or hormone more importantly hormone replacement therapy until they're 18. uh we actually changed his mind on it we petitioned him to change his mind and he vetoed 1570 which was awesome but the state legislature was so bent on getting this done that they went over his head and pushed 1570 through despite the governor's veto so now it's on the books um, I just wanted to bring that up uh, because as a trans person, this is incredibly troubling to me that this new um, this new wave of legislature isn't just attacking trans people, which is bad enough. Uh, it seems to be focusing down trans youth, which is troubling on on a very on a very high level to me. Um, so I just the ACLU has already said they're preparing lawsuits. I really hope they follow through on that. I'm sure they will. 
Uh, it's just something this is troubling to me that like there are people like we petitioned like people from around the country came through and petitioned. And this, these people that are transphobic in the state legislature are so bent on getting this stuff through that they went over the governor's veto. That to me is ridiculous. Completely. So I just wanted to touch base on that. If y'all have any thoughts on that, go ahead. No, I mean, like you said, it. you're you're the one that has like the most experience with talking about this, and I think like you're 100 percent right. It's it's not right what like you have to go through and what these kids in Arkansas are gonna have to go through. Maybe. Yeah, like forget me. Like just like there's piles of data about like how you know mental health improves quality of life improves for trans people once you let them transition like and you want to not just deny that to trans people but deny that to trans youth youth who are sure enough of themselves and brave enough to come out in this country in this climate where there's people like you pat doing all this anti-trans stuff and they're still honest and brave enough to come out and you're punishing them for it and you're coming at them for it and making their lives worse this is ridiculous and like and the fact that it wasn't even enough that the governor said hey maybe we should calm down with this and you went through anyway you're some evil people that's all i'm gonna say is whatever legislature people i hope we get more information so we can see who it is but there's some evil people in this world but there's also a lot of good ones too so Stay strong, trans rights are human rights, period, the end, and we'll get through this. So, moving right along, what do we have next? Next is about Yahoo Answers shutting down, no longer having the answers. According to NY Times, at times on Yahoo Answers, the people asking questions of strangers lunge for the hallucinatory limits of human curiosity, like, what would a heaven for elephants be like? Should scientists give octopi bones? It helped people identify their sense of self. Why do people with baguettes think they are better than me? These are all questions that people have asked. Is being popular in high school a good skill that I could use in a job interview? Somebody asked that. Somebody, you really, somebody came in and asked. It was like, I was the most popular person in my class in high school. Can I put that on my LinkedIn? <laughs> um... Somebody really came through and said that. Not even Dodge can keep a straight face with that one. That is ridiculous. This, this article is kind of adding me, though, because I, I can't lie. I've, I've definitely looked up what would a heaven for elephants be like. Okay, fair. I that I, I have no I have no criticism of whatsoever. But the, that other one. How about smoke coming from my belly button? Question mark. <laughs> uh. Why is everything at my grandma's house moist? <laughs> moist. You had to use the word moist and grandma in the same sentence. I don't like that. Uh, but why haven't they put this in Saturday Night Live? <laughs> oh, you could, uh, you could go. Uh, this one makes me sad. It says, what does a hug feel like? That makes me sad. It makes me very sad. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I have definitely come gone through on Yahoo Answers and, you know, used them to direct me in a direction for stuff. There's been, there's even been videos of, like, you know, people compiling Yahoo questions. And, you know, the most famous one is the guy that compiled every way people misspelled the word pregnant. 
uh and like you know questions about like am i pergenat am i am i gregnant am i what do i do if i'm pregante like it's like all different like misspellings of the words and it's it, but like i don't know i pregunta <laughs> yeah am i pergenat um can you milk gushers to make fruit juice this this is this one is my, is my favorite what animal is sonic the hedgehog ah! <laughs> What animal is Sonic the Hedgehog? That's like, what animal is the Pink Panther? It could really be anything. Um, I I don't know. Maybe this is like, maybe this what is co- what like. What color is the Pink Panther? What color is the Pink Panther? Or how is Bababy formed? <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's a good thing. But I f- I hope the you know the Wayback Machine and Web Archive keeps some of these because this is. This is gold. We will miss you, Yahoo Answers. Also, uh, shout out to the one in all capital letters. Is this Yahoo email support? <laughs> Immediately followed by how is Bab- Bababy formed? So good luck, everybody without Yahoo Answers. I feel like we might. There, there are other like like websites and other places that you can go for questions like Quora, I know is one. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a reason that Yahoo Answers is shutting down. They, they boxed the market on stupid and they, they cornered it. Uh, but let's move on right now because we have to get to our wonderful entertainment contributor, Thomas. Thomas, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm not getting shut down like Yahoo Answers anytime soon. Good, uh, good, good. Uh, if I am, no one's told me yet. You have any any wacky questions, real quick? Do, do I have do- any? Any Yahoo Answers questions? <laughs> Not that I can think of. I, None that I probably, could say on air. I'd have to purposely <laughs> misspell like multiple words. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so what you got for us today? Well, in album release news, earlier in the semester, I talked about Taylor Swift re-recording her early albums, the first of which will be releasing this Friday, April 9th, titled Fearless, Taylor's Version. Swift recently released the track list, which consists of 26 total tracks with an extra bonus track on the deluxe edition. Six of the tracks are songs that had never been released previously, with them being labeled as, quote, from the vault, end quote. These from the vault tracks are You All Over Me, featuring Marin Morris, Mr. Perfectly Fine, we were happy. That's when featuring Keith Urban, Don't You, and Bye Bye Baby. The total runtime of the album will be just over 106 minutes and the deluxe edition just exceeding 110. So nearly two hours worth of Taylor Swift coming out this Friday. In other music news, rapper DMX remains on life support after suffering a drug overdose and heart attack on April 2nd. The 50-year-old artist currently remains in White Plains Hospital in New York and his manager stated on Monday that he is in a vegetative state with lung and brain failure and no brain activity. An outpouring of support was seen on social media from fans and fellow musicians alike, including Ja Rule, Ice-T, Missy Elliott, Chance the Rapper, and Rick Ross. Hundreds of fans gathered outside the hospital this week to hold a vigil for DMX, holding up their crossed arms as a sign of support for the rapper, as DMX's family continues to ask fans to keep the artist in their prayers. And in music social media news, Lil Nas X recently sparked a discussion on Twitter when he weighed in with his thoughts on the recent trend of virtual video game concerts. On Sunday, April 4th, the rapper tweeted, quote, GTA, Grand Theft Auto, should do virtual concerts, end quote, a post which earned over 100,000 favorites and several thousand retweets. Virtual video game concerts have seen a rapid increase in popularity within the past year, 
Travis Scott held an in-game concert in the popular video game Fortnite, an event that was much talked about both leading up to and after the event and attached 27 million players. Lil Nas X himself even held a series of in-game concerts over the course of three days for the online computer game Roblox, which brought over 33 million players to the game. GTA Online will be an interesting choice for a virtual concert as the game's M rating for mature audiences could pose an issue for bringing in younger players. But the game did reach a record number of players last year, so its popularity is undeniable. And there are a few artists in the world right now, arguably, that could draw in a bigger cra- gamer crowd than Lil Nas X. Uh, so I just wanted to talk to you guys about the idea of GTA concerts and if you guys have any ideas for any games. If I still would- play GTA Online, I would go. I mean, I was, I was at the Fortnite, Fortnite concert, Travis Scott. That was, oh, really? That was fire. Also, <laughs> can we... I've never seen Travis Scott in, uh, in person. I know I have a lot of friends that have. So I was like, you know what, guys, it's it's all right. I don't I don't need to be there because I got Fortnite. So yeah, I like, another one right I'm here. I saw him in person. I was like, I the only thing I know about Travis Scott is that video of him falling off the stage and it lives <laughs> rent free in my head. Mondan, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just dropping off the stage in auto tune. Uh, will forever be the funniest thing. But Vanda, you brought this up. We we'll talk real quick about it because we only got five minutes left of the show. It was Lil Nas X's new thing with Montero? Call me by your name. Uh, what a brilliant. Oh, it's so good. I, you guys like for the song itself? Do you guys like the new one? Did you listen to it? I haven't listened to it. I've I've, I've heard snippets of it. Um, How do you feel about it? I I mean I do like Lil Nas X. Um, I think it's crazy how he managed to get so popular with like so few songs out. Old Town yeah, Road. He's also younger than like all of us. He's younger than all. <laughs> like like you're younger than all of us. You're making good music and hits and social commentary at the same time. You're a freak. I uh, I don't know Thomas, how you're that good at this, Thomas. I thought you were honestly just gonna mention the fact that he has been sparking so much social media with because of that song on his TikTok account, and also on the fact that he I think he his parents finally just saw that music video, so there's like a whole like spark of controversy with that. So that's what I thought you were gonna bring to the table. So I'm shocked about this other stuff. Right. It's the thing with Montero is that. It's been causing a lot of, and I'm going to put this word in air quotes, controversy, because, uh, and it's a work of art, so I think I could say this without getting away with it, but without, you know, getting in trouble for what, what it is, but it's, it's, it's a fairly straight up, like, song about, you know, physical intimacy, um, but the video involves Little Nas X going to, um, Opposite of Heaven, and... <laughs> you know, dancing with, you know, biblical figures in opposite of heaven. Because I can't say it on air because the FCC is stupid. But, like, that, you know, and people are all types upset about this video. You got to understand, people are pressed about this video. But I just, it's a, I think it's a beautiful commentary, especially coming from him, from someone who was, you know, put on the spot so much for being gay like you tell us we're going to hell all the time anyway and now you're mad that he basically you some a gay dude a black gay man came up to you and said bet that's Word. what this video is the equivalent of and people are furious it's so funny to me but the commentary is brilliant i love that video that's the, the groove on that song is amazing but yeah if i still play gta online i would 100 percent go to that concert 100%. i was thinking they already have real djs in the game yeah they do uh that's something i I found out, but this would be like the first time they would do like a for real online virtual concert if they were to go in that direction and take 
Lil Nas X's advice. I, I was, would, I was thinking that? about what other video games would be cool to see, a, like a like a virtual concert for. And if Club Penguin was still around, I would be there, like in a heart. I'd remember my email and so I'll come back. Um, you just like just triggered like so many like like memories and nostalgia that I like forgot that I had. You're like buried you, in the back. You guys remember the puffles, like the little color? Like oh, I used yeah. to like have like a couple of like like plush like puffles. <laughs> I those are my so little brother had one. <laughs> did you guys did you guys ever play um Wizard 101? Yes. Oh, okay, good. I never that's played. what I'm reminded of when I think of penguins. I remember making like my like my password for like Wizard One Hundred One, like being being like seven years old. <laughs> I had to do something with Skittles. Skittles were my favorite candy. <laughs> don't give that away! Don't give it away! Don't give it away! Don't give it away. <laughs> Sensitive information. Sensitive. No, say one more time, please. I wasn't recording. Oh, yeah, and my my social security number is. Uh... <laughs> um. So let me get my pen and paper out real quick. What was that, Matt? Can that buy me again? <laughs> Uh, I think World of Warcraft, actually, as much as I don't, I don't, you know, I can't really afford to keep up with it. I think that there's enough people in that game and it's got enough like infrastructure. You could do a concert in that. What about a Pop Tropica concert? I have no idea. What is Pop Tropica? You don't know a Pop Tropica? Oh my God. That sounds, that sounds like a tiki drink. <laughs> it does. <laughs> to pop tropica yeah, so like you go to a bar at the jersey shore can i get a pop tropica for my friend she's <laughs> turned 18 like that's what that sounds like pop tropica is another like club penguin type game but except okay. like, you travel to like different islands and each island has a different theme and you have to complete the story mode on each oh island. okay and they kept up I, I think it's i think it's still around they keep updating it so like to add like new islands to that you go to and you try to complete the story i know what i'm doing today uh once i graduate i'm gonna have a lot of free time so i might just get back into pop tropica i just uh, all about right now is how i can link this to chipotle oh no. okay well i'll give you oh, one no. more how about i give you like two more sentences to think about it because we got to wrap up the show uh i just want to say real quick that the one story we didn't get to about the woman who went to a wedding in bergen county and got hit with a gas can from one of the uh smoke machines is hilarious and i hope you caught the bouquet because it was a high pressure like you know the smoke machines for all that extra stuff that you know people do at weddings and you know the smoke and the special effects like you know they're in a movie or whatever there was a pressurized can and if this is from nj.com and it flew off and hit this woman during the ceremony number one i hope that made the speeches more interesting because nobody wants to sit there for the speeches number two i hope you at least caught the bouquet number three please don't be mad at me but that's the funniest thing i read all night last night about the bouquet i hope you also caught this gas canister <laughs> i hope you i hope you like you like listening like listening to this speech is like I've known Barbara for 37 years and I just wanted to say congratulations. And then somebody in the crowd is just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's what that would be like. Uh, but I hope you're doing okay. Uh, last chance to talk about Chipotle before we sign off. I got nothing. All right. Well, for Let's Matt, see. Dodgy, Thomas, and Amanda, thank you so much for coming by on the Morning Buzz. We will be back tomorrow with a different crew at 8 every weekday. Stay safe. Uh, do your thing, wear your mask, get your shots if you can, and we'll see you soon.